Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, okay. All right, gang. Hey, Peter, are you feeling negative today? <laughs> Honestly, no. No, I'm me neither. Not, I'm not feeling negative. Yet the comments in the live chat have decided that we are negative today. It's funny how that works. It's crazy, that. Uh, so there was a Sheamus versus Gunther match on SmackDown. Perhaps you saw it. It was the main event. It was the main event. And I thought it was a really bloody good match. Yeah, it was funny great. that. Those two had a good match together. Oh. Wouldn't, have, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have guessed. Never would have penciled it in for that. Uh, but it did have a strange finish. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is a strange finish. Because we're going to talk about it, alright? And I don't want any of you to be like, Well, you guys hate the show now! Why, why are you so negative? Because that's not what we're saying. We're saying it's a strange finish. Because it is! WWE themselves, on their own Twitter, mm. asked the exact same question that we have in our... In our in the in the thumbnail, yeah, yeah. Did he tap? Yeah. WWE's Twitter is asked, "Did he tap?" Yeah. Does that mean WWE hates WWE? Why do they hate the product so much, Tempest? I can't stand these people. These AEW shills. WWE's own Twitter. Yeah, that yeah. intern that made that tweet. <laughs> AEW shill, hundred percent, hundred percent. Sending your thoughts about this finish that was weird. Uh, to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support, we're going to go through all of your ultra chats that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. And also, this stream is brought to you today by Geology. They're awesome. We've spoken about Geology a bunch of times on this show before. Uh, and we're going to talk about them a little bit later after we go through your ultra chats uh, initially. But thank you so much, Geology, for supporting us and sponsoring this stream. Very much appreciated. Go and click the link at the thing. You get 70% off your 30-day trial. You get a quick diagnostic quiz. Gonna dive into it more later. Let's talk about this Sheamus and Gunther thing. Mm-hmm. Because the match itself, the main event, aside from the finish, we'll just very quickly talk about that, thought it was a little bit of a banger. A little sleeper hit for this week. I thought it was a great match. Not nowhere near as good as their Clash at the Castle match, of course. Mm. I don't think anyone expected it to be. But I thought it was great. They started off really, really hot. I liked that both of them sent their cronies to the match to just be like, nope, it's just gonna be Sheamus and Gunther. No one else at ringside. And then they just... Started off really strong and just like, cool, we're going to have a fight, let's fight. And then they just went at it and kept that pace up the whole time. It's a simple match to mm. do. It doesn't need to be complicated, which yeah. is mm, getting into that in a little bit. But 
the concept of Seamus versus Walter is not one that needs a lot of explaining. Mm. It is just two big beefy boys beating the piss out of each other. Mm. It's simple and it's great. And yeah. if you leave it at that, it it will be great. Ten times out of ten, hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah, it's, it's big beefy boys bashing meat, bashing. I'm trying to think of continuing the B mm-hmm. theme. If it was big beefy boys bashing bodies, bollocks. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. <laughs> Goodness me, that's fun. Uh, anyway, um. So yeah, so it, it was a really, really fun match. And I really liked the the sequence of near falls that they came up to. They had like the second rope white noise was really mm-hmm. good. The uh, drop kick into the power bomb was great because like he's won matches off that before. Yeah, beat big... Sheamus with it at Clash at the Castle. Yeah. And they made that point on commentary. 100%. And he did like the big top rope splash to Sheamus's back, which was really cool. Um, but then Sheamus hits the Irish curse. He locks in the cloverleaf. And that's when things get weird. Now we've seen a lot of people in the live chat uh, talk about this finish in particular because what happened was uh Gunther was reaching for the ropes and he was kind of like oh is he going to tap is he going to tap and then he hits the mat twice quite comfortably not like while he's reaching or anything but quite like his hand is hand up and then just went and then brought it back up the live crowd in attendance thought that meant that he tapped mm-hmm. a lot of them went oh new champ in the office <laughs> i went what? <laughs> but he didn't tap. He just continued, got to the ropes, and Seamus had let go and was just like, what? he tapped. Like, come on. He tapped. That's, that, that's what he does. He, he tapped. I should be the winner right now. But he didn't. In the Schmoz Imperium came in, Broad and Brutes came in, uh, big distractions. He gets tossed a shillelagh behind the referee's back, smacks Seamus with it, and gets the pin. So... There is a an explanation for this in that apparently this is something called a Brazilian tap that they do in combat sports, right? Ooh, it's a Brazilian tap. Sure. Everybody in the comments that wants to be is like, you're so negative, you don't know anything about wrestling. You mm-hmm. did this thing, it's got a name, therefore it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so continue. It's a thing that happens apparently where you tap twice to make him think that you're tapping, but you have to tap three times for it to actually be considered a tap. Mm-hmm. And that is apparently a thing. If that is what they're trying to do, and it seems like that is the point of this, Mm -hmm. is that it's not an actual tap. He was just trying to do it to throw Sheamus off. That is something that is not established in WWE. Correct. And if you would like to make the claim that it is, I think you're crazy. Uh, Because it's not very well established. Even if it has happened at some point in the past, Mm -hmm. it is not an established rule in WWE, that you have to tap three times to make it be a tap. It's not an established rule, Mm -hmm. and it's also not something that the fans are accustomed to. Yeah. Like, as is the case with everything in WWE, you have to train your fans Mm. to react a certain way. Yeah. Whether that be longer matches or caring about more than just the finishers, the entrances. Mm -hmm. We've spoken about this to death forever that you need to train your fans to react to things a certain way this is not something that wrestling fans are accustomed to reacting to not at all i have seen plenty of examples of this sort of thing being like well that's kind of strange i forget which exact match it was but there was a time like just a few months ago where Eddie Kingston in the middle of a match was just like you know i think he was like trying to get some crowd support or or something like that and he was just like 
Like that. Yeah, never, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that, that's, that's a tab. That's a tab. He's submitted. Yeah. yeah. You know? So not exactly the same thing, but like a tap is a tap. Yeah. And I get that they're going for something here. Mm -hmm. But just because they're going for something new and potentially a fairly creative finish, seeing mm -hmm. as we don't see it all the time, I'm not going to dock them points for that. It does, in some ways, then detract from the match mm. because the people that are watching the match are not necessarily, at first glance, going to look at this and say, wow, Walter just psyched out Seamus, got him to release the hold, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. It was, well, why hasn't the referee rung the bell? He just submitted. Yes. And it makes the referee look worse. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have that conversation ahead of time, and if this is something that has been built up to organically, and you see this a little bit more often, and mm -hmm. you know not to blame the referee yep. in a situation like this, then I think that is a very good storyline mm -hmm. crux and a very yeah. good thing that you can do to add a little bit of psychology to a match. But when it's the first time, mm -hmm. it does make things feel a little bit awkward. And that's the thing, if you want to try and train your audience that the tapping three times is an actual tap, mm -hmm. this is the beginning of that process, right? Yes. Which is always going to be dicey, because yes. you're trying to train them to react a certain way to a new thing. So I'm not saying that it's necessarily a bad idea or a bad finish, because no. I don't think it is. It's just an awkward one, because the crowd aren't used to it. So... I know it feels like I'm just dogging on the chat constantly. But if anyone's saying that we hated this thing, I really didn't. I really did not dislike this finish at all. It was just a, a strange finish, which is why the title of this episode is Gunther vs. Sheamus Ended Weird. Yeah. Because it was weird. It's, it's a strange, unusual finish that we're not used to that is training us to react a certain way. If that is what they're trying to do, is to train us on this new rule of it has to be three taps, otherwise that's not an actual tap. Yeah. That's fine. Or if you want to have it be, as they mentioned on the commentary here, it's referee's discretion, then you need to be able to communicate that to your audience in a much easier and quicker way. Because the instinct from fans is to see, this person has tapped, celebrate the matches over. Because they've been conditioned to react to finishes. Right. You, as soon as you see what you think is a finish, you will be reacting to it. That's just the, the way the wrestling fan's mind works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's an awkward, it's an awkward finish, but I'm yeah. not saying it's bad. I like the fact that they're trying something new, but I just don't think it worked. Uh, I forget which movie this is, uh, this is from, but there's a quote where it's just like, uh, the first man through the glass always gets bloodied. Mm. And this first finish does a little bit suffer by being the first one. Yeah. Where if they do it again, then it makes more sense the second time. And then you, then mm -hmm. exactly what you just said, you condition your fans to react a certain way. Yeah. But it was the end of Moneyball, actually. Great movie. <laughs> Louis Dangor's favorite movie. <laughs> I was going to say, the only movie that yeah. Louis Dangor has seen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I also don't want to just, you know, dog on the chat because I know that we do have a very wonderful fan base here. Mm. Uh, but for the the wild amount of of just nonsense that was in the chat before we even got started with our discussion... Maybe wait until you hear the discussion rather than coming to your own conclusions about the, how much we hate this show. Mm. And similarly, for the ones who are just like, there's so many positive things that you could lead with this show, etc. This is the main event of the show. Mm. It's the biggest talking point and discussion point of the show. Yes. And as we have seen previously, when we had, say, 
hit row return and we lay, when we led with the podcast with that doesn't do as well <laughs> yeah so i'm excited and ecstatic to see legato del fantasma on this show zelina vega's back that's gonna be great we'll talk about it yeah but for god's know. sake people yeah Give it a rest. Yeah. You know, like, it, it, is a, it is a loud minority of people and it is yes, important to say. it definitely is. But goddamn, <laughs> some empty-headed <laughs> wrestling fans in the chat. It's fine. Uh, yeah, now we've had the discussion. Now you can form opinions. If you still hate us, that's whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought that overall, though, it, it kind of, it was a bit of a deflating finish because there was the initial confusion around that mm. and then it was the shillelagh shot as well afterwards and it's like oh i don't like you know the mat is sacred it's kind of like their thing yeah it's not like they they don't cheat all that often that's not what imperium is supposed to be doing but it, you know it just felt i also just feel like it's part of the wider problem of the matches are booked out of order i was just gonna bring this up yeah. yes i agree because uh, we were talking about this in the office earlier in that you had the Intercontinental title match at Clash at the Castle, which was great and awesome and wonderful. And then what I think you should have done is had the six-man tag on this episode of SmackDown, mm -hmm. then had the Intercontinental Championship rematch at Extreme Rules. Yes. To have the championship match here, which kind of has to end in a schmozzy way to then further the feud for the six-man tag at Extreme Rules, it just makes sense to go the other way, mm -hmm. have the six-man tag here, which then naturally builds into an Intercontinental Championship rematch, especially if the Brawling Brews win. And especially if he's going to get a shot with the, with the Shillelagh to win the match, mm. if this was just like a no-holds-barred match, and it's not considered cheating, but mm. he did result to extreme measures in order to put Sheamus down because his regular measures weren't working, mm. I think that's a much better and much more coherent story. And that's a great finish as well. Yeah. To, to It puts over Sheamus in a way that he can't put him away with his normal offense. And he's like, ah! Yeah. And even though it's not a cheap way out because it's allowed, it's a legal thing, it still like puts a, a, a finality on it to be like, no, Sheamus has still fought really strongly for mm -hmm. part of that. Whereas this feels very like jumbled. I think it yeah. would have made perfect sense to just swap the matches, but yeah. that's just me. It's a, it's a larger conversation about like diminishing returns and everything. Mm. And I, I thought doing this match so soon after Clash of the Castle in the first place was mm. a bit of an odd choice. Yes. And now to do it and then have this finish, I do think makes me less excited to see it a third time. Mm. Whereas I would have liked this to just kind of build to the six man tag. And then if you do this finish in a hardcore match of some sort, it would have made me more excited to see the next match. Yes. So, while yeah, it was yeah. still good, I think it could have been done better. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, uh, let's get into some of your ultra chats here, shall we? Uh, let's uh, send those in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. All the ones that are five US dollars and up are going to be read out before the show goes off the air. Uh, we're going to start with one from Gabriel Reyes that says, I was at SmackDown last night, and while the tap out spot was confusing, there was something funny about Gunther basking in the two minute you tapped out chant after they went off air. Crowd was hot for Sheamus, even my partner who does not watch WWE. Yeah. Nice. At the very least, it gives sympathy to Seamus. Yeah, totally. Which I think has kind of been a difficult thing to do because he mm. hasn't really had a baby face turn mm. in all this. It's yeah. just sort of... He's well, a face now. Yeah, he's a face now and they're going to have a fight and you're going to like to see the fight because we like seeing dudes fight. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, well, now he's been wrong mm-hmm. in all of this. So you yeah. can build to something. There is more work to be done here for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And, I, and I, I am still very much looking forward to the... Um, Six man. The uh, six man tag, tonight. I think, could be the match of the weekend. I hope so. I think it'd be really, really cool if it is. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still excited. It was just an odd finish. Uh, <laughs> just seen that <laughs> on the SmackDown related uh, chats here. Mister Higglesby has been a member for 15 months in a row. Thank you so much. Who says uh, I'm enjoying Sami Zayn as the Usos boss, and Jay uh, has not listened to him. Wiggler is life. Yeah, it is. Do you think Wiglet's going to evolve? Into Wugtrio? <laughs> I hope not. Honestly, <laughs> I hope not. 
Uh, mm, I'll read that later. Uh, we'll come back to that later. Uh, Rob Burwell says, I'll be at Extreme Rules tonight, and I believe I'll be in front of the hard cam. Can't wait for the show, and I'll definitely be supporting WrestleTalk with a sign too. Cheers, boys. I hope the card lives up to the hype. Me too. I hope so. Honestly, I'm really excited for Extreme Rules. I think it should be a good show. Yeah. And as I said after the, uh, I may have just tweeted this, but after Clash of the Castle, I said, WWE really could just have their pay-per-views be the new NXT takeovers in the sense that you'd only have like five or six matches. Mm -hmm. All of them are given time. All of them are uniquely and distinctly different from mm. one another. And they're all great. Yeah. There is no reason these pay-per-views could not end up being the best show of every month. And I'm excited for this one. Exactly. Six-match card, this one. Yeah. Each one has a different stipulation. Ah. Big fan. Yes. Big fan of that. They're doing it right. Yep. Uh, we'll get into more of your Ultra Chats later. Uh, keep sending those in to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. But before we get into the rest of SmackDown, we will also, I forgot to mention as well, uh, we will be talking about Battle of the Belts 4 as well. It's 4, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Battle of the Belts 4. So we're going to go through SmackDown, going to go through Rampage, then we'll go through Battle of the Belts 4 as well in this podcast episode. But before we do all of that, we have to say thank you to some very special people. Those are our sponsor is Geology. They're great. Uh, they are uh, men's skincare stuff. Oh, you're pointing at the logo. I was like, yeah. what are you pointing at? <laughs> Looking up here like, there's nothing there, Tempest. What are you uh, talking about? It, yeah. It's right It's right here. There, 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 right there, 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 yeah. there, 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 right there, there, there. Uh, thank you, Geology. They're wonderful people. Uh, they help you do men, men's skincare stuff. Uh, but it's not just like, um, it, it, it's really good because not only do they give you uh, like a personalized uh, regimen, like you go on and take a diagnostics quiz, it takes like 30 seconds, and they give you specific stuff for you that will help you specifically. Uh, it's also super duper helpful to use because they give you like a little pump and all you need is like literally, it gives you the exact amount you need with one pump that you need to use uh, uh, for each uh, application of each of the creams. And you have specific eye creams, and they have the different color schemes, so you can use the day stuff for the night stuff. It's just, it's very good. Um, I would highly, highly recommend it. Uh, if you click the link that's at the top of the description, which is geology, uh, sorry, geol, hmm, I'll spell it out, g-e-o-l-o-g dot i-e slash wrestle 70, uh, you can get the the free skincare quiz and you can save up to 70% on your 30-day trial. Uh, for even more stuff, though, you can join the Geology Galaxy uh, Discord community for more daily tips, giveaways, and more. Discord.gg slash geology, which is G-E-O-L-O-G-I-E. Uh, it's it's honestly really great. Like a lot of us have used it in the office. It really does um, help with skin, and you can have it for any sort of thing for for oiliness or for wrinkles or for whatever else. Um, and you know, generally speaking, like uh, men's skincare is not as readily available, especially not uh, specifically tailored men's skincare. So would very much highly recommend Geology. So please go give them uh, some support because it also helps support us as well. If you go click that link, so go do it and take care of yourself. Geology, they're they're great. G-E-O-L-O-G-I-E. -O -O -E. Geology. Yeah. Thank you, Geology, for sponsoring this stream. Much appreciated. Thanks.
let's get into talking about SmackDown, shall we? Yes, I believe we shall. Uh, do I even have my notes up? I don't think I do, uh, because I'm not very organized. Um, so I'm just going to get my notes here. So the show started. I got there really quick. Whoa, I'm impressed with myself. Uh, we started uh, this episode um, with Triple H. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first time he's been on screen since he took over from Vince? I think so. I think this is the first time we've seen him since uh, since WrestleMania. He may have done a Raw. I'm not sure. I don't watch Raw. Let um, us know, chat. I don't <laughs> keep losing this belt. Let us know in the chat if Triple H was on Raw after he's taken over. I don't think so. Who knows? Anyway, he didn't really say, mu say much. He was just like, this is the beginning. No. Um, and then said, uh, welcome to Fox. I was like, way to take me out of it, Trips, but that's fine. Uh, welcome we to SmackDown. We <laughs> Very good. Uh, but he had a QR code on his microphone. And mm -hmm. I was like, that's a clever integration of it. Mm -hmm. Big fan. Thought it really worked. Uh, that's the first time since Mania. Yeah, right. he's been at a press conference. That doesn't count. Uh, yeah, sure. First uh, since WrestleMania, it yeah. sounds like. Uh, Roman Reigns then came out with the Bloodline. Yeah, and uh, full Bloodline. Uh, also really enjoyed the fact that I saw them entering. Uh, and I was watching this at a hurried pace today because a lot of my equipment uh, wasn't home. All my home uh, equipment stuff has been taken to the office because they're using it for blood on the clock tower shoots. Uh, so I had to bring in all my equipment, which I brought in yesterday. So this morning, I had to come into the office to then watch SmackDown to write myself so I could record here. So I was already very, very delayed. And there's also train strikes today, which made me also more delayed. Sort it out, London. Yeah. Um, so then I didn't have breakfast this morning. Got in. Roman Reigns' music hit. I was like, cool. Got 10 minutes. Now, now's <laughs> a great time. To go up to the kitchen, grab a fork, grab some food, and then I'll come back down. Came back into the office, and they were just holding up their belts with the pyro in the ring. I was like, look at that timing. Perfect timing. It's beautiful. Uh, their entrance is arguably too long. Um, they, they just say, acknowledge me, and then immediately they get interrupted by Logan Paul. He's not good, is he? He's good sometimes. He's good sometimes. Not here, though. Well, if you guys, like, if you wanted us to be negative, we could have led with this. We could have led with this and could have gone with Logan Paul, why he sucks, you know, as the thumbnail. I, great. yeah, we, I wasn't a big fan of Logan Paul's involvement here. No. I really wasn't a fan of Paul Heyman's involvement here. For no, a me neither. The only person who did a little bit of something, something that I got on board with here was, in fact, Samuel Zane. Crazy. Funny how that works. It's crazy how that works. So Logan Paul came out, and before he can talk, Roman Reigns is like, hey, safe space. You can come on in. Have a chat. You gotta listen to what we gotta say, but we'll listen to what you gotta say. Don't you worry. It's all safe. Came in and then Paul Heyman did a promo. Which was a really, really long and roundabout way of saying Roman's gonna beat you up. And that was yeah. pretty much it. That was the whole promo. But he went on a tangent about Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro. And I'm like, what? Mr. Heyman, please stop. Mm -hmm. That would be ideal. See, see, I don't want this to get into a political debate. Let's all. not. Because th yes. th th that's not the point. No. But you know how like a bunch of people will just say, oh, I don't want politics in my wrestling. Mm. And usually that just means I do not want to see like 
gay people or you know marginalized it's so woke yeah that 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 issue of i don't want to see politics in in Mm. all of these things and all these things that whatever yeah this is the kind of politics i don't want no i do not want you to be talking about ben shapiro on my wrestling show thank you no and he said they don't have the balls to fight roman reigns i'm like okay and then logan paul's retort was so when you said I'm going to get beaten by the tribal chief, did you mean Roman Reigns or did you mean Jey Uso? Now, I don't know if you've been paying attention since Roman Reigns came back at SummerSlam 2020. The tribal chief has always been <laughs> Roman Reigns and has yeah. never been Jey Uso. Now, I know what they were trying to do here. Yeah. Trying to insinuate that Jey Uso has been carrying the bloodline and maybe even that Roman is only champion because of Jey. Maybe Jey right. should be called the tribal chief. But because they didn't say that, the delivery felt really flat and everyone was like, what? As opposed to going like, ooh, you know, it wasn't like a deep cut. You know? That's also not really been the case for enough of the time for this to make sense. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, there, there is the story to be had here that Roman is only champion because of his family mm. and stuff. Yeah. But to, like, single out Jey Uso, who's not... Yeah. Like, if this was main event Jey Uso from, mm. like, a year and a half ago, who yep. just won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and, like, had some stuff going on for him. I guess he's the tag team champion and everything. But, like, it didn't fit. This no. puzzle piece didn't fit. Also, I only just now realized that we're both wearing the same merch. Just yeah, I, I, I noticed. Yeah. Because yeah. it's Extreme Rules tonight. Yeah. Deathmatch. We, see, we, see we totally planned this ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was uh, coordinated. WrestleShop.com. WrestleShop.com. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was. It felt a little bit odd to just go, do you mean Roman Reigns? Oh, Jey Uso. And everyone went, wait, why Jey? Rather than going like the, ooh, he insinuated this thing. So I think if he explained it and been like, you're only champion because of Jey Uso. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I should call him the tribal chief instead. Then people go like, ooh, you know. Then... Jey Uso got fired up and we started shouting at Logan Paul and Roman Reigns just very slowly, this is wonderful stuff, Roman Reigns just very slowly just turned to him, just stared down Jey Uso and he very slowly kind of like calmed down, went back into his shell and just like couldn't look at him for a little bit. Roman just turned his back on Logan and was just staring straight at Jey Uso. Then, wonderfully, in comes Sami Zayn to play peacekeeper in this whole thing and he actually backed up Jey Uso, Mm -hmm. which I was like, Yes, this is layers, so good. Layers to this story. So good. Saying that, you know, Jay actually didn't do anything wrong. The only guy that's questioning whether you're the tribal chief or not is that guy, Logan Paul, who's gonna get smashed at Crown Jewel. We hate that guy. And Roman's like, oh yeah, we do hate that guy. Good call, Sammy. Uh yeah, really, really good. Like he makes Roman laugh. Uh Roman and Jay like hug it out, and it's like Sammy like played Peacekeeper perfectly here. Mm-hmm. So so good. Which then played into the story further in the night, which was just wonderful. Love this opening segment. Not thanks to anything apart from the last few minutes. It's funny how that works. Yeah. Love everything Sami Zayn does mm. in WWE. And again, as soon as he started talking crowd, yeah! Oh, they love Sami. The Sami, love Sami Zayn babyface restoration project, I think, will be looked at as like Triple H's great achievement of I his first so. year. If it, all goes, so. if it all goes well, yeah. and we do end up with Sami Zayn top babyface in like six mm-hmm. to nine months. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. There's more that we can get into with the Usos and everything here uh, later in the show. But, mm. like, Sami Zayn not just pestering Jay Uso, but trying 
to get him on the same page. Yeah. Showing his value, it, just to us even, even if Jay doesn't see it, I think is such a valuable part of all mm. of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, I said that that segment was almost perfect, but it wasn't, was it? Um, we then had Solo Sokoa take on Ricochet. Uh, fun little match. Oh, look at that. Look fun at little that. match. Look at those notes. Uh, fun little match. Ricochet got quite a lot of offense in this one, but Solo got the win. With the spinning the solo. spinning solo. I'm still... Still not on board from that. Got into it in a nice way, though, where Ricochet yeah. went for a shooting star, and then he caught him out of the shooting star and hit the spinning solo. I was like, that's a good-looking spot. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little finish. And Solo got the win. Yeah. Nothing nothing complicated on this one. Just further kind of implements Solo's inclusion in the bloodline and how he's just a good wrestler and a good asset to have in the bloodline. Cool. Clean wins for your push stars are just mm. tidy. They're good. Yeah. yeah solid. Uh, so... Then we have the next backstage segment of the Bloodline bit. I love this. Because then, Roman Reigns is backstage with Jimmy and Jay and Sammy. And Sammy calls Jay a hothead. Mm -hmm. And Jay fires up and he says, call me hothead one more time. And Roman, very sussy, just just says like one word. And Jay instantly like backs down and just turns around to, to Roman and says, no, he is a hothead. You're right. We've been dealing with this our whole lives of Jay being a hothead. But now I don't want it to be my problem anymore. So it's not going to be my problem. That's your problem now, Sammy. You deal with it. And Sammy's just like, uh, uh, okay. So now Jay Uso has to answer to Sammy. Oh, it's so good. It's real good. Oh, it? this is, I didn't know what direction they were going to go from here. I love this progression of the story mm-hmm. to have Sammy now essentially be higher in the hierarchy than Jay Uso in the bloodline to have Jay answer to Sammy when he was so untrusting of Sammy in the first place and Sammy's still not on the same page as Jay. Oh, 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 it's so many layers. So many layers. I love it. I love it so much. I love watching this because I really do just get the sense that Roman is playing like five dimensional chess. Mm. 100%. Like, he is in control of all of this, and he knows what he's doing. Like, when Sami Zayn's cutting his promo earlier on Logan Paul, and Roman Reigns is just kind of, like, laughing and kind of going with him and everything, I'm never getting the the sense where he's just like, yeah, Sami Zayn, yeah, he's cutting this promo on behalf of us, hell yeah, Bloodline, we the ones. He's always just like, yeah, look at this guy. Look at this, look at this guy. guy. He thinks he's one of I, I have mm. trained him to be like this. Look Aren't I him. great? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Look at this plan I have working. Mm-hmm. Look at this. I really like that. I love mm-hmm. looking at this guy as like, he does feel like kind of this mob boss figure. 100%. Especially when you have this whole dynamic that is shifting every week with Jey Uso cowering in front of Roman Reigns, but hating Sami Zayn. Now having to answer to Sami Zayn. Oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's wonderful. And just like you said, this is the perfect kind of wrestling story because I'm excited to see the progression of every step, but I do not know what that progression is going to be. So when I'm surprised by something like this, like, didn't even think of that. That's mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah. That's exactly. exactly what I want from that. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Uh, New Day backstage run them down to be like, <laughs> Jay, lol. Now you have to answer to Sammy. Whoops. Uh, and Sammy's just trying to smooth everything over is just like, no, you know what, find a partner, we'll see you in the ring later, and we'll sort this out in the ring. Um, I also love, just very quickly as well, that because Sammy was such a good peacekeeper in the opening segment, Roman was like, fine, 
Now take care of Jay. Well done for being such a good peacekeeper. Now you have another problem to deal with. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, it's good. Um, We then had Hit Row uh, come out. (laughs) I wrote Hit Row versus F yeah, it's LDF. What were Hit Row coming out to do? Presumably have a match. I don't know. Who knows? There were two of those occasions on this show where someone just came out and got attacked. I was like, what were they coming out to do? Um, But Hit Row came out. They got attacked by Legado del Fantasma, who have been called up to the main roster. I'm excited. I love Legado del Fantasma. I think they're great. They should have been called up like two years ago. Oh, yeah. Easy. Like as soon as Santos lost the Cruiserweight title... I think they should have called this whole group mm-hmm. up. They're so ready. They've been ready. They're great. This is going to lead... Well, of course, I say that. If they'd gotten called up two years ago, they would have gotten fired with everybody well, else. Yeah, so yeah, it's would've... all worked out in the in the long run. That's true. And now we're going to get to see them on our show. Yeah, They get to be on this show and not Raw. But we the, get one. But Hell there, yeah. But there was a change yes. uh, to this group in that when they left NXT, they were joined by Electra Lopez originally, who... Joined the group in 2021 mm-hmm. um, in NXT 2.0 era. Um, but this uh, time, is that uh, right? No, it was just before that. Oh, it was just before 2.0. Yeah, wasn't it? she joined them <coughs> so that they could square off with Hit Row That's and right. play opposite BFAB. You, you, you are correct. Um, but they were not joined by Electra Lopez on the main roster. We had Santos Escobar, Cruz del Toro, Joaquin Wild. Oh, is Joaquin Wild the one that stayed the same? That's yeah. right. Okay, so there's no Raul Mendoza anymore. Right. So it's Wacking Wild, Cruz del Toro, and Santos Escobar. And uh, Zelina Vega joined mm-hmm. them this time instead. I'm not against it. I think that's cool. Yeah. Nice. I think it fits. Yeah. It works. It's good to see her back. Mm. I think she has more... I can comfortably say she's done her best work in WWE slash NXT like as a manager mm. as opposed to a wrestler. Yeah. Whether that's her fault or not. She, all those minutes she had in the Queen's Crown tournament to, Goodness you me. Know, yeah. to show show off everything. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's cool. It's fun. It's something new. Mm. I'm excited to see it. I think all the pieces together fit and I'm excited just to see where we go from here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it looks like our first order of business is going to be reigniting this feud with Hit Row. Sounds like a good time to me. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, the tag division on SmackDown is not just the New Day Usos, a couple jobber teams, and the Viking Raiders. Mm. Now we've got like six, seven, eight teams. Mm. And now it's a real division again. Yeah. And now we can have feuds that aren't based around the tag titles and and that sort of thing. I I don't know. I, there's a lot here to like. I'm excited to see them back. Yeah. I, I also, hate Michael Cole's commentary, though. Oh, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think that's Selena Vega. You, Why you would it sure? not be? Why, is it someone that has stolen Selena Vega's face? <laughs> it might seem like a real nitpicky thing to come at, but like... Mm. Just say, like, oh my god, that. Selena Vega's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I will also say as well, I quite liked that both Santos Escobar and Zelina Vega spoke a little bit on the mm-hmm. mic. It kind of just solidifies that it's not like, this isn't Zelina Vega and her group of cronies. Right. These are wrestlers, and Zelina Vega is part of this group. It kind of established that n- there is no one leader necessarily of it, or if there is, it's Santos kind of thing, and Zelina mm-hmm. can be the mouthpiece or whatever. It just kind of got over the, the group's dynamic without just being like, Zelina Vega's here, focus on that, and there's three other guys, but don't worry about that, yeah. because you want the focus to be like, who are these new people as well? So I think it worked for what it wanted it for what they wanted it to do. 
Sonia Deville and Zaylee lost to Raquel Rodriguez. Oh, I forgot about this. Um, oh, wait, no, wait, sorry. Shotzi was also there yeah. with a tag match. Forgot about her because she didn't do anything. She has a tank, and that's it. It goes boom. It goes boom, and then Raquel won. Yeah. I won't say this every week, mm-hmm. but I will demand an apology from all the geeks out there for the Raquel and Aaliyah stuff. I, yeah. Like, I, I will more than happily accept when I'm wrong mm-hmm. about things. There were a lot of people who were very wrong about Raquel and Aaliyah winning those tag belts mm. and then losing them immediately afterwards mm-hmm. and that building to something. She's just got a new partner now. Yeah. They're just continuing on doing nothing. Yeah. Because the women's tag belts don't matter still. Yeah. It wasn't to push Raquel as a single. wasn't to give her something to be mad about and continue on until Aaliyah gets back and got to fight for revenge. There's none of that. Maybe she'll face Bailey as one of her first challengers. Doubt it, considering she's on the other show. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Stupid! <laughs> we got a video package for Ronda versus Liv. Even in the video package, Liv still looks a bit cack. Mm. <laughs> her I'm, I'm, ge- I'm being cautiously optimistic about this match. I hope so. You turn it around with this match, somehow. Ronda Rousey's going to kill her in two Ronda minutes. Rousey's going to win this match. Yeah. Just gonna kill her in two minutes, yeah. and that'll be it. And then Liv Morgan to go back down to being a jobber again. Hope not. Mm, I hope not. I as well. hope not. But it would kind of track with mm-hmm. the trajectory she's been on. Carrying uh, Cross came out to do something, mm-hmm. uh, but he got attacked by Drew. Uh, I thought this was a really good camera work where they kind of focused on a uh, shot of Karen Cross and then Drew Beckham just kind of popped out from behind him on his entrance. Really good. Uh, and there was uh, the strap in this one. And we got confirmation of the rules in the strap match. Hell yeah, it's a good strap match. Pinfall and submission. None of the four corners nonsense. It's just a strap and you can hit it. And it's pinfall and submission. That's it. It literally immediately in my mind takes this from being like a one and a half star match to being like a four star match. Yeah. Like a three and a half star match. Like it it is going to go from being like below average Mm. to being... One of the things I'm looking forward to on the show. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, there's tons of security trying to separate them on this one. They got uh, they tied each other to the strap in the meantime. Uh, Drew yeah, just they took had a out... good strap this time. Yeah. Like they actually had a strap that tight. they could tighten it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Drew took out a bunch of the security, but then it led to Cross just whipping the hell out of Drew. Yeah. Uh, which was good. Really liked it. Showed like kind of what the strap can do. It looked vicious. Good segment, I thought. Yeah. Maybe excited for the match. I think Karrion Cross has been beat up a lot more in this feud than I was kind of expecting him to mm. be, but I think the match should be good, and I think once the match happens, you kind of forget about that sort of thing. Yeah, and like you stood tall here yeah. and um, did that. And, you know, we, we had the botch fireball and stuff, but I think they've recovered quite well yeah. afterwards. If you just ignore it and forget that it happened, mm. you can just push forward. Yeah, totally. Uh, Valhalla awaits. Sarah Logan's back. Sarah Logan's going to come back. Yeah, that's fun. Cool. I think she did the the one bit with them weeks ago before mm. Clash at the Castle. Yes. And I said, I would really like to just see her as part of this mm. group. Like, yeah. I think that just, again, works. It's a puzzle piece that fits. And now it looks like that's going to happen. More factions. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's so more many. ways to get people on TV that normally wouldn't. Yes. You know, like... 
When did we ever see Sarah Logan on TV when she was just a singles? And even when she was part of the Riot Squad, like they were a lower tier act. Mm. This at least gives her a reason to be on TV. And now there are enough factions that have like a few dudes and a female member mm -hmm. that the Viking Raiders could end up facing Hit Row. They could be mm. facing Legato del Fantasma. And there are things for all the people involved to do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sami Zayn teamed with the Usos. Yeah. Just that sentence. I was like, yes, <laughs> there's going to be layers in this match. And there were. Mm -hmm. uh, they faced the New Day and the partner of New Day's choosing. It was Braun Strowman. I don't blame them for this, but no. I think any literally anyone would have been a little disappointing. Just because when you hear, hey, New Day, go find a third member. And yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. What if it's uh, Big E? But uh, it was obviously not going to be It's not going to be Big E. We know that. Uh, I, 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 was exp I actually wrote in my notes in anticipation that I thought it was going to be LA Knight. I think that would have been better. I think it would have been better than what LA Knight got on this show. Yeah. I think it would have been better. Um, I loved the attention to detail in this match. Mm -hmm. In that, Jay was tagging in Jimmy. Jimmy consistently tagged in Sammy over his brother, Jay. And then Jay would blind tag himself in on Sammy, and then they would argue. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is such a perfect cycle that they have going right now. It's absolutely wonderful stuff. And it's credit, thoughtful. It's thoughtful. Everything that's done is done for a reason, which is my favorite kind of wrestling. Exactly. And credit to the commentary. They picked up on this and they mentioned it several times to be like, look, Jimmy's tagging in Sammy again instead of Jay. Mm. Even though like Jay was the one who was closer to him, he reached over Jay to tag Sammy and the commentary picked up on it. I'm like, good job. Mm. You, you did a good. Um, they, the bloodline kind of fell apart. Lots of arguing with Sammy and Jay. They started arguing even more on the outside. They kind of left Jimmy alone in the ring after Braun Strowman killed Michael Cole. He killed Michael Cole! He actually killed Michael Cole. Pat McAfee would never stand for this. Oh, it'd be so funny. Uh, he did the, the big, you know, choo-choo around the ring and kind of threw them into the commentary table. One of them hit Michael Cole and then Michael Cole died, I think. Uh, I believe it was Wade Barrett on commentary mm. said that uh, said that Braun Strowman is WWE's version of the Incredible Hulk. That is categorically incorrect. He's mm -hmm. very clearly their version of the Juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. Just had is. to point that out. Yeah, I guess Hulk is more Brock. Well, the Hulk is more um, uh, the, the, the irrelevant right now because of She-Hulk, right? I guess. Mm. I guess that's more like a topical thing to say. I suppose. Yeah. He's the, clearly WWE's version of The Thing, but, you know, may, maybe not. Like also, it is clobbering time. It is no, clobbering time. Yeah, no wrestlers ever said that. Yeah. Um, uh, they left Jimmy alone in the ring because they were arguing, which then means he just got beaten up and got pinned by the New Day. And the commentary said multiple times during this match as well, hey, the, the Usos title reign is coming up for the longest one of all time, but... The one that's longer is the New Day. Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny how that works? And now the New Day have pinned the Usos. I feel like we have to be setting up a New Day versus Usos title match where not only will the titles be on the line, but the New Day's longest title reign will also be on the line. I'd have to think so. And I also I don't know if they're going to go this deep with the storyline. I don't know how many layers deep we're going to go here. Mm -hmm. But if they wanted to... They could say that the New Day goaded the Usos into this match by getting this hothead Jey Uso fired up about the whole Sami Zayn thing. 
and they now have beaten the Usos and have secured mm-hmm. their title shot because this guy is such a hothead. Oh, that's good. I don't know if they're going to go that deep, mm. but at least, at the very least, I as a fan can look at that and be like, on some level, besides what happened in the ring, this is Jay's fault. Mm, that's good. I'd also really like it is if they actually lose the tag titles to the New Day and it's Jay's fault. Mm. I think that would be a really fun story to go after that because then what are the repercussions? How will Roman react to Jay being the one to lose in the belts? Or maybe it's Sammy that loses in the belts and that's the catalyst for Sammy being kicked out of the bloodline. So many possibilities. There's so much juice to this. I love it. Uh, backstage, LA Knight has beaten up Maximum Male Models and says, I'm LA Knight now. And then yeah. walks off. Yeah. Um, and then walks off. I reckon this could have done with more than 15 seconds, but maybe that's just me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't disagree. Honestly, I think a, a better reintroduction of this would have been if he was just the New Day's partner. I like, think so. You know, if he just comes out and it's LA night, I think everyone would get it. Yeah, exactly. But I, I get it, that they want to... He can even do keep... a small promo at the start of the match or something to be like, yeah, I'm LA Knight now, you know, whatever. Just explain yeah. to anyone who's not aware kind of thing. Like, I, I think that would be fine. Yeah. But even still, like, they, they clearly want to keep this Maximum Male Models thing going another yeah. week or two. So he's going to face Mansois next week. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm sure it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. A little introduction of, uh, of LA Knight on the main roster. Mm. That's all solid stuff. Speaking of good... Sami Zayn versus Kofi Kingston this week. That's fun. That's fun. I like that. I'm into it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, we then had the main event that we already spoke about with uh, Gunther versus Sheamus. Uh, overall, I thought this was a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, the, the in-ring action was all good to great. Um, that main event was a banger. Aside from yep. the finish, it was a little bit odd. Uh, I would have given this a high three or a low four out of five. I think it, I think it was a four out of five show. There was mm. Even in the segments that I didn't enjoy, like the, uh, the opening promo... Just because there's so much weird stuff going on. Mm. There was still some stuff to really enjoy about it. Yeah. You know, and I found that to be the case kind of throughout the whole show. So I would say this is a four out of five show. That's fair. That solid little episode of SmackDown. Yeah. Let's talk about Rampage. I which was be quick. Fine. Uh, John Moxie, Wheelie Uter, and Claudio Castagnoli faced Roosh and Private Party. Uh, they announced Roosh and Private Party as La Faccion Ingobernable. I'm like, wait, a private that party in that? No, that is incorrect. Yeah. They are they they are the Andrade family office. Yeah. But Los Faccion Ingobernable is Andrade and Rouge. That's what I thought. Yeah. And Jose, I guess. Uh, sure. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, uh, that was a good spot in this match where Claudio did a swing and also had the other member of private party on his back. Yeah, That's cool. An airplane swing, an airplane spin giant swing combo it was an airplane swing an airplane swing there it is yeah yeah um and then uh wheelie Uta got the win in the end the weird weird choice for a bicep slice yeah bicep slice like soccer exactly in airbending fact. slice yeah this was i the i could see the reasoning behind having uh Wheeler Yuta get the win in this match. Mm-hmm. Give him a win back after MJF and everything. That's that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I also like the concept of him having like multiple submission finishers like Brian Danielson does. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a good one. No. At least not again, right off the jump here, where I don't think anybody watching it saw this what was basically a short arm scissors, which is a rest hold in 90% of matches, just be the finish. Mm. It's just like, oh, it's over. It's almost as if 
this is an odd finish because the crowd weren't conditioned to mm. expect this to be the finish. But I'm sure when AEW does it, we'll love it. Uh, when AEW does stuff like that, we just love it. Yeah. Like it's just, oh, it's such a, it's such We're a great, such, such a great finish. We yeah. we just love AEW so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was an odd finish. This one, um, I agree with you. The, the crowd weren't ready for it. And again, if you want to teach them that that is going to be like, there's multiple ways of finishing a match. That's cool. But maybe these, just need to be one, bigger moves. If anybody did this, this doesn't look like a finisher. Mm, yeah, you know, I'm with you. Uh, the Varsity Blondes faced Tony Nese and Josh Woods and got killed. Yeah. They uh, they died pretty quick. Uh, Nese and Woods win. And then afterwards, Mark Sterling announced them to be the Varsity Athletes. And he's copyrighted the term Varsity. And if they uh, if they try and use it again, they'll be sued. So now they're just the Blondes, I guess. They're <laughs> just Blondes. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's stuff here that you can enjoy. Like Arn Anderson was watching backstage and he was disappointed in the, mm -hmm. the Varsity Blondes. So I'm thinking like, okay. I don't know that this is going to be the case. I'm just trying to pull something out of this whole ordeal. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're going to do like a hitting rock bottom storyline for mm -hmm. the varsity kids. Like yeah. having this and the last match that we'd seen them previous be, you know, getting smoked by the ass boys in like mm. 10 seconds or whatever. There's got to be something. You like, they were never pushed, but they were definitely protected more mm. than this. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. Maybe they'll do something. Maybe not. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised either way. Max Caster did a rep, and it was good. Yeah. He talked about Draymond Green. He decked his teammate this week. Mm. It, was, it was shocking. <laughs> it was really great. Like, if you want to set up a wrestling angle, you show me that clip. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay to see Jordan Poole and, uh, and uh, Draymond Green have a fight. Absolutely, like, yeah, they're, sure. they're, they're teammates. Uh, the one guy, Draymond Green, has kind of got an attitude problem. He's he's that guy. He's the annoying trash-talking one. Everybody kind of hates Draymond Green if you're on his team or not. He goes up, and he's kind of talking. He gets, like, right kind of, like, up to him and everything. And Jordan Poole just, like, shoves him off, puts his hands down, and Draymond just decks him, gives him a good one in his fan hat, and gets, like, kicked out of practice and everything. Yeah. Hell, yeah, that's pro wrestling right there. I like Matt Caster's rap. Oh, this is another good rap. It's a very good rap. He's good at that. Yeah. Eddie Kingston did a promo. It was good. Funny. He's good it's at that. Very funny. It's is he's great. Uh him just saying, like, oh yeah, sorry, I went, I lost control, talking about the going out and not letting go of the the plum stretch mm -hmm. on Sammy Guevara. He's like, is that what the producers want me to say? I get 30 seconds and MGF gets 15 minutes. Yeah, sure, whatever. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I lost control, whatever. Yeah, are we done? Are we done? Walks off. And I was like, it's cool. Yeah. I dig it. He's not sorry at all. I dig it. Love Eddie Kingston. He's fantastic. Need him on TV more. Ty J-A-S, which does not rhyme. It's a stupid name. They do not rhyme. No matter how much AEW wants them to. They don't rhyme. It's like, also, listen, you could just say her name. Like, it doesn't matter, but, like, they've made a point that her name is not Tay Mello. Mm -hmm. Tay Conti. It's Ty Conti. Mm -hmm. So do not then tell me that they have a tag team called Tay J-A-S. Because that's wrong. And I will not accept it as such, A-E-W. Ty J-A-S. Yeah. Also, I... I I like the bit of having Anna J-A-S. Mm -hmm. I don't like that her actual name now is yeah. Anna J-A-S. Yeah. I don't put the 
Don't actually change. Her name is still Anna J. Yeah. But you can say, oh, I'm Anna J A S because I'm, I'm part of J A S. I don't like it's it. Like when Whatever. The, it's like Nip when the, on all the graphics, his name was Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. It's like you could say that. But that's not, yeah, your, that's not, your, not your name. You did not yeah. legally change his middle name to Freakin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if he did, though. Yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be great. Uh, they faced Madison Rain and Sky Blue. I then wrote, they win. Yeah. That was fine. I like this match. I, I like the people involved. I think they're all pretty talented. You know, I, I like that there are certain things that Ty Mello and Anna Jay do that just show that they've got a little bit extra chemistry mm -hmm. with one another. Like when yeah. they're tagging each other, they like boop their fingers together mm -hmm. for the tags. I don't know. It's just little things that just make me go. It's like, okay, you've actually put some more thought into this mm. than you're just a couple of wrestlers having a tag. You know, we haven't, they haven't had a reason to, to tag with each other this year, basically at all. Like other than, you know, they're, they're, feud with the bunny and Penelope Ford, which now that I think about it was last year. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I just kind of forgotten all their little quirks and idiosyncrasies, but like, eh, I I'm with it. Their, their teamwork was kind of like the deciding factor in, in the match. And I like that as mm -hmm. well, that like the more established team was able to beat the yeah. thrown together team just mm -hmm. because of teamwork. That's how it works. Yeah. It's just, that is how the team works. I don't know. It's little things to, to take away from it. But they mm -hmm. got more time than the women usually get on Rampage, so I'll give them credit for that. Uh, we then had the main event of Dark Order versus Death Triangle. Trios. Um, God. There's a lot of good wrestling in this match. Yeah. John Silver is so good when he gets going. I love Silver oh, and Reynolds as a team. He's so, so good. That, when, like, the person's on, like, their knees and he does the, the quick flurry of strikes and yeah. super kicks and then gets them up for the Brain Buster, I'm like... Let's go! Like every time, he always gets me into it. Whenever he's, whenever he's doing that string of offense, I'm always just immediately I'm hooked into the rest of the match. Look at me go! Yeah, looking in a mirror. Look at me go! Yeah, it's me looking at it, being like, "This is what I could have done. <laughs> <laughs> this could have been me." <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed this match. Some great wrestling throughout. Um, but then the the end again, another finish where I was like, "Huh." Don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, Pac has been using the hammer more recently. Mm -hmm. And I'd forgotten about this for when all of y'all watch my review in, in the WrestleTalk edited news. So sure. forgive me, mm. but... No, you can't make mistakes. No. That's, See? that's not allowed. Clearly. Mm. I don't know if they're just sort of leaning into Pac kind of maybe turning. Yeah. Because I also don't feel like... Uh, the Lucha Brothers have turned at all. Like they're no. still pretty decidedly babyface, and yes. that that could be an interesting dynamic with the heel guy and then these two babyface partners. But they're all kind of still bonded together. I don't know. There might be something fun going on with that. But at the same time, I feel like more often than not, Death Triangle is a babyface act. Mm. And then when you have a heel finish, it does kind of take the air out of the match a little bit. and Just a little bit. And obviously they were like the heels of the match because like Dark Order are more out and out babyfaces and they were doing it, you know, it's the anniversary of Brody Lee's yeah. last match on in AEW and stuff like that. So they had a lot of babyface momentum going into this match. So Death Triangle naturally will be playing the heels in the match. Mm -hmm. But there still was an out and out heel finish yes. rather than just like a bit like... Ooh, that was controversial. He was handed a foreign object by another heel and yeah. then decided to use it. Yes, and he accepted that. It wasn't just given it, and he's like, where did this come from? Oh, I decided to use he it. He didn't take advantage of a heel act. He committed a heel act. Exactly, yeah. yeah. 
so this was when Jose came out, distracted the referee. Roosh came up and took the ring bell hammer, gave it to Pac. Pac used it, and then Death Triangle won. Um, it was a little bit like, okay, hmm. And it just felt like a little bit like, ah, uh, that's a little bit disappointing, but it's fine. It's fine. I, I think, and this is not the fault of the match or any of the people involved in the match, of course, but I don't know where we're going to go with any of this at the moment because I don't no. really care for the Los Faccion and Gobernable thing right now with everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you continue this with the whole thing with Ten and their fascination with him. Uh, it's just like, I'm just not that enthused by mm. that whole area of AEW's programming at the moment. Maybe they're just going to continue with Roosh as the leader of the group and they'll yeah. continue on because Roosh is great. But I don't know. At this moment this week, I'm not super into it. Mm -hmm. And for that to play the biggest role in the finish of the match, I was just kind of like, oh. Yeah. yeah but yeah. still, that's not the fault of the people in the match. And the people in the match all did a very good job, mm. except for Chris Jericho and commentary. Oh, my God. Which we'll get to in the Battle of the Belts thing. But uh, my biggest my biggest bit on on this edition of, of Jericho's commentary was when they hit uh, Dark Order hits their finish, the pendulum mm. bomb. Yes. And Excalibur's like, they've hit the pendulum bomb. And Jericho's like, oh, what do you call that? The loop-de-loo? He's like, no, it's called the pendulum bomb. Dickhead. Absolutely no selling their finish. Ab right? And it's the biggest near fall of the match. Yeah. It's not just having a joke during the, the, the picture in picture, picture bit. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. This was the biggest turning point of the match. And he's just making a joke of things. Yeah. Over it. Yeah. Over it. Over it. But otherwise, solid main event. Best thing on the show by yep. a pretty wide margin. Mm -hmm. You know. More more trios championship matches, I think, are are good. Yes. Good for AEW. I program. agree. Uh, let's talk about Battle of the Belts then, which started off continuing with Pac staying in the ring after this trios match. Yeah. Then had a match against Trent uh, for the All Atlantic Championship, uh, which again, really good match. This yeah. is probably my favorite thing across the two shows. Probably. I I at one point like 2 years ago thought that Trent would make a really good TNT champion mm. or something like that, and I feel like he's kind of in in the same position as someone like a Scorpio Sky where he is still really really good, but there are so many people that have come into the company that mm. he has just kind of been pushed down the yeah. pecking order a little bit to the point that I don't think he would necessarily fit in that role anymore. But he makes for a great challenger for these mid-card belts because mm. you will be guaranteed a great match with him. And it was a great match. And they really mm. played up the fact that Pac... See, this is where it gets weird for me because they really played up the fact that Pac had just had a match already yeah. to then have another one, which, by the way, as an aside, is absolutely how double champions should be booked. Yeah. Not necessarily back-to-back -back matches, but they should be defending all the, the both the belts that they have. Yeah. It shouldn't be, you now have both belts, you'll defend one at some point, no, yeah. it's like, you want to go after multiple belts, that's fine, but then you have a massive target on your back because mm -hmm. two divisions of people are coming after you now. I prefer this way of booking. Um, so they really played up Pac as the underdog babyface in this one against Trent, who's very much a babyface. Yeah. It was a little weird for me just to have, like, you just won by cheating, and now you're in this match where you're getting beaten up because you're knackered from your first match. 
and then you win by cheating again. It's like, who am I cheering for? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and like, it still worked. It was still a great match and I still very much enjoyed it. It's just like the dynamics kept like kind of flip-flopping a mm-hmm. lot through the show. Um, but Pac won with the hammer again. He did the same finish, just bonk straight on the head and then he wins. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good. I enjoyed it. I, I won't uh, I won't harp on every instance of Jericho ruining things on this show because uh, it I don't want to really detract from our review of it. Mm. But in this match, I think he made the match completely about himself rather than what was going on in the ring. And whether that was talking about like, oh, Shivani, I'm gonna have something to say to you, which he said like four times four for times. the next for the following segment. Yeah, or just like. They were talking about how Trent had time off TV because he had, you know, injuries mm-hmm. and whatnot. And Jericho saying like, oh, who injured him? Was I one of the people that injured him? It's like, brother, you are not the focus of this show. Mm-hmm. You have nothing on this show aside from a one little minuscule backstage clip had to do with Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. But every time he was on this show, he was making it about him. Yeah. And I get that he is Chris Jericho, Ring of Honor World Champion. He's one of your biggest stars and whatever. But the commentary should be putting over the matches and what's going on in the ring and on the show and not themselves. There's a way that you can possibly do both in certain situations, but not any of those situations appeared on this show. None of that presented themselves as an opportunity to get Chris Jericho over. Mm -hmm. It was just totally unnecessary. Yeah, there was a lot of, in the opening match on Rampage, there was a lot of bickering between Chris Jericho and William Regal because, Mm -hmm. you know, they they have beef with all their stuff. Yeah. and yeah, just constantly, it seemed like through every match, Jericho just found a way to talk about himself all the time. Yeah. And there's the occasional time, like in the trios match, when he was really putting over Pack, being like, man, this guy is like total package. He's so good and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, do more of that. That's great. And then he'd just go back and be like, huh, you know, I beat Trent once. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares right now, Chris? You, you having beaten somebody and bringing that up makes them look worse mm. in the eyes of the viewer because yeah. you're talking about a time where they lost. Yeah. Which is not the goal when you're talking about a championship match. Yeah. Like when you're having like Anna JAS and, and Ty Mello who are in the Jericho Appreciation yes. Society, yeah. that's totally fine. Yeah. Talk about the Jericho Appreciation Society in that match. Have mm-hmm. that be your spot. Talk about how great you are, the influence that you as the Ocho world champion are having over these people that you've taken mm-hmm. under your wing. That does not need to be every match. No, it really doesn't. Um, we then had Jade Cargill and Will well, Orange Nightingale. Cassidy came back too. And Orange Cassidy They're going to wrestle again. It's going to be great. Cool. Uh, Jade Cargill faced Willow Nightingale. I love Willow. Sign Willow, please. I agree. Uh, fun match, I thought. Uh, this wasn't big meaty men slapping meat. This was big meaty women slapping meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just two guys. They had like a lot of strength spots at the start. Mm-hmm. Like Jade pushed her into the corner. Then Willow pushed her into the corner. I was like, yeah, someone who could stand up to Jade. Let's go. Um, Willow's infectiously positive. She's getting more and more over. Yeah, my yeah, the People are getting it. That pop when a music hit, I was like, yes, people understand. Uh, so yeah, really fun match. Willow got quite a lot of offense in this one. Really like stood her ground against Jade, but Jade eventually won classic with the Jaded, as you'd expect. Uh, but it was it was really good. Uh, really good, uh, nice elevation of Willow, the next step of Willow's kind of arc in AEW. Because yep. she started off as a complete, you know, nobody and was just losing. And then she's getting steadily more wins. She won that trios match on Dynamite. Uh, and now she... Yeah, Held her own against Jade Cargill. I'm yeah. like, this is this is good progression of Willow in AEW. I think uh, just to compare it to another AEW uh, storyline, this 
you know, this year or so. Uh, it's sort of like how when we saw Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley have a progression in their matches, mm. where the first one it was basically a squash and Moxley just killed him. Second one is a little bit more competitive, but Moxley was clearly the better man. Third one, they have the match that everybody remembers, one of my favorite matches the whole year, and Wheeler Yuta really proves himself. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're on that same trajectory here, where the first match that Jade and Willow had, Willow didn't get that much. This one, I feel like, is the second of the steps, where all of a sudden now she's holding her ground a little bit. She's showing that she is getting closer to Jade's level. She's not there yet, but she is getting closer, mm -hmm. and I want her to be the one to win this belt. I'd love it. I don't know when you do that. I don't know how long you want to put that off for, but I think the third one will be a really big match and should be a big match for Willow, and I hope she wins. I think the latest you should do is Revolution next year. Mm -hmm. I think that works. Mm. I think if you do it too much longer than that, you might lose some of the goodwill that you have for Willow right now. And it might kind of like go off the boil a little bit when mm. you wait a bit too long. But I think if you continue to build her over the next couple of months, start d teasing that story from like January, build it into Revolution in February, wherever, wherever it is, February, March. If I think you, that's a good time to do it. If you give Jade a little bit like more frequent matches mm -hmm. uh, from now until then and have that be match number 50 and have Willow win. That would be cool. And just have the graphic of 49 and 1. 49 and 1. That oh, is good. really, like, powerful. Yeah, I like great. that. Mm. I, th I think that would work. That's really, really good. Uh, was it the main event next? Did they just have the three matches and battle the belts? Yep. Cool. There, there were some little bits and bobs sure. backstage. Swerve cut a promo on Rampage where he, he said did. that uh, he's not daddy ass, that Billy Gunn isn't daddy ass, he's daddy time, and uh, call him the clock because the clock's ticking. Mm-hmm. I love Swerve so much. He's I pretty think he's good, my, isn't he? I think of the people that I watch regularly, he's my favorite wrestler in the world right now. He's very good. He, he would be my world champion mm. if, I, uh, if I had the book. Mm. Yes. Uh, we had FTR versus Gates of Agony uh, in the main event of this. Uh, again, fun match. I hadn't really seen Gates of Agony before. I thought they were pretty good. Yeah. Khan is really good. Ooh, I great. really like him. I mm. think he's got a lot of potential. I know 100%. that's not really a hot take from those who have seen him, mm. but like, there's a reason that of the Ring of Honor people who got signed, he was one of the first ones. Yeah, like he he's really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they I think they proved that in this match as well. I really like that they built for ages to the Dax Harwood hot tag, and they were like, right here we go, and it's finally Cash Wheeler finally gets the hot tag. Dax Harwood comes in, bang bang bang, does some punches, and then immediately, bang, just cut off. Nope. Clothesline, Samoan drop, shut up. What a <laughs> Samoan like, drop, too. Whoa, he like, threw, threw him. him. <laughs> it wasn't it was even great. on his back when he took the bump. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was great. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a really good match. Uh, probably should have been a DQ at the end. Yeah. So I got involved and like held down. I'm like, that's a DQ right yeah. there, but whatever. Um, but some fun stuff regardless. Uh, FTR won, of course. Cool. Then had Warjo come out at the end. And they stood together, Warjo and FTR, and then Brian Cage and Gates of Agony and stuff. Cool. I want to see FTR and Warjo eventually have a match. I think that would be very fun. Mm, I agree. That would be very fun. Yeah. The Maybe... ass boys were in the crowd no, shouting at FTR. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Maybe after FTR win the AEW tag titles, mm -hmm. maybe they can have a match against Warjo. Mm hmm. So maybe in 2025 when they get yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, a solid little show, though. Yeah. You know? I thought it was better than Rampage. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think it was better than Rampage. My problem with Battle of the Belts, and this won't be a whole thing, 
But Battle of the Belts is very clearly kind of like AEW's answer to like Clash of the Champions, the old mm. WCW NWA shows and everything. But those shows were always like must see because you mm. did have like Ric Flair and Sting going mm. 45 minutes in a world yeah. championship match that made Sting's career. We have yet to have any match that has felt as important as that one, you know? And it, granted, it is a lot more difficult considering it is an hour show where you do have to kind of cram everything you want into that hour. But like these shows still do feel missable. Yes. And I do not want a Battle of the Belts to feel missable. I want yeah. them to see, feel must see. And I don't think we're there yet. Put a world championship match on here every yeah. once in a while. You That'd know, be cool. just like do, I don't know, do Moxley and Yuta for the world title just on a battle of the belts and have it go like have it be a 30 minute match and have it be great would not be opposed to them uh, if they did moxley versus hangman on a battle of the belts mm. well i mean it's not gonna happen currently no i know scheduled but, but in I'm, the future, I'm saying yeah. like if if that had come up now yeah. and then it said this is gonna happen at battle of the belts but cool yeah i'll be into that yeah i don't, Something I don't like think that. it detracts from dynamite it makes dynamite look worse by having the world title match of battle of the belts mm. i think that, that would have been cool Shall we get into, uh, in fact, before we get into the rest of your old chats, we have to thank some very special people. Mm -hmm. Those are our $25 and above pledge channels on our Patreon page. Woo. If you haven't been to our Patreon page yet, you, you should. There's a bunch of stuff on there. We've got a new schedule so that you have a new show every Wednesday. We've got Rest Talk Behind the Scenes coming up next Wednesday, which we've recorded. Um, good little show that we finally introduced the Wrestle Talk timeline segment. So we're talking about the origins of Wrestle Talk, how it all started, how Ollie got involved to start with, and how it progressed from where it began to like the YouTube channel days. And then through every month's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about the next section of the timeline of Wrestle Talk's history. Mm -hmm. um, so in this episode, we talk about the first origins and the YouTube channel beginning. Uh, in terms of like actual doing like WrestleTalk news and like Luke being brought on part time and stuff, that initial beginning, and then from there we'll take it in little sections and we'll talk about you know the first time Tempest was brought in and the first time that I was brought in and how that all happened and each section and we had all our other channels that we had you know when we had Screen Stalker back in the day, all those other things. We're going to talk about all those things in in due time in months. So go check out that show that's coming on Wednesday. It's real good. Also, if you're a fan of the Monday Night War series, you can get one week's early access. Loads of stuff on there. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets read right on a show much like this one. So, I think I have Hall of Fame music here. I oh, do! So. Yeah. Thank you too. Not Eugene, Andrew Dinsmore. Yeah! The Shrock Master, Austin Shrock. Yeah! The Archbishop Badass of Banterbury. Yeah! Shawn Michaels' biggest fan, Brett Guy. Yeah! Chris Hellfire Brimstone. Yeah. Infinite Crisis Chris Jenkins. Yeah. No Fuzzy Required Chris Mays. Yeah. All-Star Chuck Turner. Yeah. Who Wants to Walk with Daniel Elias Chrysler? Yeah. Mary Chrysler. Dr. Hook Nolan Evans. Yeah. El Jefe Elijah Famine. Yeah. And Send Me to Heaven Evan Reich. Yeah. Thank you so much, all of our lovely Pledge Hammers.
let's get into the final lot of your ultra chats here. Last chance to get those in at russeltalk.com forward slash support. Going to read all the ones that are five US dollars and up. Uh, AO1012 said uh, the payoff to this great feud talking on uh, Gunther and Sheamus uh, will be Sheamus as IC champ. And I can't wait for that. Gunther has made the title mean something. At least I will say Gunther as IC champ has made it feel like a very prestigious title. Yeah. It's I, great. I agree. I mean, I think that has a lot to do with, with Walter. I think that has a lot to do with Triple H mm-hmm. holding the IC title much stronger than it was previously. Absolutely. Yep. I, I I might just be in a different camp here. I would like to see them go in a different direction with the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. I would. Re- I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if like at WrestleMania, Sheamus wins the IC title and it's a big moment, and mm. I wouldn't be upset with that by any means. But I want to see Pete Dunne win this title. For mm. Why don't we combine the two? Pete Dunne wins it from Gunther. Sheamus beats Pete Dunne for it. Brawling brutes break up. Bra- Brawling brutes break up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seamus beats Butch for the title. Mm-hmm. Could do. Why not? Yeah, it's fun. I think the money is in a, a Seamus Walter match. Yeah, probably. Maybe you do like Seamus Walter and Drew in a three way at WrestleMania. That's fun. That sounds like a fun yeah. match. You know, I'm into that. Something like that. I That's don't cool. know. Yeah. I don't know. Why Either not? way, I'm not going to be pressed. Uh, Eddie Pat 14 said, just tuned in, so I'm not sure if it was covered already. It was, uh, but it was a Brazilian fake tap, a way of cheating in jiu-jitsu by only tapping the mat twice to make your opponent think that you tapped out. Only works if the fans are aware of what this is. Oh, Love. really condensed the whole conversation in yeah, the that is, ultra chat. That, that is, is literally the yeah. whole thing right yeah. there. Well done, Eddie. Well done. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you so much for your ultra chat, Charlesburg. Won't read out the message, but thanks. Uh, Gabriel Reyes said, I wanted to share more fun stuff that wasn't caught by cameras at the show last night. A cheer to see Braun fly where he teased an over-the-top rope spot, the dark match of Shinsuke and Gaza, the rabbit suit showing up too early and being told to hide. <laughs> that's funny. That's I good. didn't know that. that. That's really funny. That's funny, yeah. Yeah, there was a guy in a white rabbit suit in the crowd. There was also a commercial for Extreme Rules that is just, you know, the white rabbit the white going rabbit. down the, the rabbit hole mm. and... Like bursting into flames, apparently, yeah, and dying. Yeah, yeah. Wait for it to not be Bray Wyatt. Wait for it to be like Charlotte, Joe Gacy, <laughs> Joe Gacy. Mm. Mm. No, thank you. Uh, it's Extreme Rules tonight, gang. Hot dog. Uh, Thirty-five Antonio said, uh, "I expect wrestling fans uh, looking back at the Roman Logan part of the reign the same way Dragon Ball fans do with Garlic Junior Saga." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You'll you'll get references one day. Pete. One day. Also, LA Knight is back, so I rate the show a 10 out of 10. Hashtag Tempest for Booker of the Year. Hell yeah. What have you booked this year? What have I ever booked? What have you ever booked, Tempest? Your show. My show? Your show. Oh, you did book my show. I did. Booker of the Year. Jive Owens. Jive Owens. 35 Antonio uh, also says, uh, I commented this before, but I'd love to, uh, to see throughout... Extreme rules. Mm. Throughout Extreme Rules, numbers appearing as a countdown in the back. At the end of the show, someone with a rabbit mask in the crowd shows, signed with the number zero. The lights go out and Wyatt family returns. Hashtag Tempest for Booker of the Year. Yeah, you know, something where there's, I don't know if it has to be necessarily a countdown or something so that people are not just chanting, we want Wyatt the entire mm. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit where it's just like, okay. You wait, you're going to get your big moment at this point in the show. Mm-hmm. You know, something yeah. like that, I, I think would help. Yeah, 
Uh, I'd, yeah, I'd like it if it's not overt. Yeah. So it's not like WWE is doing a countdown, but right. like the White Rabbit is like showing you regard, like like someone in the crowd, for example, like they said in the in the ultra chat mm-hmm. to be like one hour to go kind yeah. of thing. You know that'd be cool. Like, yeah, like if there fun. are backstage segments and you continue with like one, the first mm. one's a QR code yeah. at the start of the show. People scan it and it says like a, it's, a, it's time. a countdown time. Yeah. yeah, 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 something like that. I, as long as you keep it consistent with the rest of the White Rabbit stuff, mm-hmm. I think there's something that you could do there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Carlos Ruiz said, Hey, Wrestle Lads, hope you guys are doing well on this fine Saturday. The, this question is for Tempest. What kind of monsters do you main when playing Yu Gi Oh? Minor Magicians, Ancient Gears, my personal favorite heroes. Uh, depends what deck I'm using. A lot of the time, I like to use machine monsters. Uh, I think there's just more often than not, there are more machine monsters and different things, whether it's like the Ancient Gear monsters, the Roid monsters. Or, or whatnot. There are a bunch of different things that all complement each other together. There's a lot of cards that were used to sp- specifically for machine cards. I know you're getting it, Pete. You can use Machine King. You can use the Prime Machine King, whatever the big one was called. There's a lot. And I, of the decks that I've made, I've, I've used a, mo- a machine monster deck. I personally would never hijack a wrestling podcast to talk about something that's not about wrestling. German no. Travis says, Hey, Tony, Tony, Chopper, Pete, and Tempest, my favorite Jew and Rest Talk. Pete, any D&D stuff lately? <laughs> So, <laughs> um, uh, and Tempest, any new anime or rewatching anything? Have a great day, boys. Uh, on the D and D front, start a new campaign this week. Very excited. I'm actually a player rather than a DM this time. It's good. I'm playing a barbarian. He's fun. That that's me, yeah. Tempest. Uh, I'm not not watching anything new. I've recently started watching One Piece, so I'm going to be at that for about five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see you, you know? see you in a decade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I finished watching, uh, or I got caught up watching Attack on Titan recently. I kind of want to go back and rewatch Gurren Lagann again because that was a lot of fun. But yeah, that, that's about it mm-hmm. at the moment. Nice. Good stuff. Uh, I think that is it for the Ultra Chats today. Uh, one more time, just want to thank Geology for sponsoring this stream. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure to click that link that's in the description for Geology. That is G E O L G G E O L O G I E. I got it right the second time. Uh, click that First link. Try. You can get 70% off your 30-day trial. Uh, and it's, it's really good. Please go click them. They're great supporters of this show. And a lot of us have used it. It's really good, really helpful, really easy to use. And you get your own customized regimen. It's great. Uh, let's go click that link. It's in the description. Thanks so much. Uh, it really does help us out. You have no idea. Oh, so much. Uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for watching. Really do appreciate it. Uh, we are not doing live reactions for Extreme Rules as per the 70k subscriber update video that Luke did before because uh, it's a me show. Uh, but there, there will be a podcast review on this channel tomorrow as well. Uh, there will be on the main WrestleTalk channel. There will be an immediate reactions video following the show from this guy uh there'll be ollie's edited review tomorrow as well uh and the next news episode tomorrow as well so there'll be lots of coverage surrounding extreme rules just not the actual live reactions themselves. never defending this belt again it's my no, belt that's you your can't belt take it from me forever and always it will be tempest belt now uh so yeah uh thank you so much for watching guys if you haven't subscribed uh to stay up to date with all that content that's coming soon uh and like the video if you haven't as well that would be great i've been jumper peak for now i've been joined by tempest your jam that champion and we'll be back soon with more content jam that jam goodbye law for life bye bye bye
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.